I'm Ryan. I'm Brett. I'm Christian. I'm Braxton. And welcome to the Question at Hand, the least specific podcast. What's up, guys? And welcome back to the Question at Hand. And last week we talked about the Masters, and none of us picked correctly. Mm-mm. Whatsoever, weren't even close. Hideki. Was, Hideki, was Hideki even on our radar last no. week? Is what I want to know. Not at all. I don't think so. I, I like. I'd heard of him, Hideki. but I would. I would have never, never in a million years guessed that he was going to win. First golfer from Japan to ever win a name? major. Hideki Matsuyama. First golfer from Japan to ever win a major championship. That's pretty cool. Yeah. He's not even playing for a state. He's playing for his entire country. Yeah, nobody. I mean, I don't know that he'd been playing all that great, honestly. You know, I was looking up a lot of the, you know, his past wins and, you know, best finishes in majors. And he had some really good finishes in Mm -hmm. in all the other majors, like top five finishes in in a lot of them. There's a lot of guys who show up to play the majors, whether they're playing good golf or not. Yeah. But um, yeah, like like I said, never would have guessed him. Never would have guessed. I also didn't watch a single second of the Masters. Somehow, uh, we were busy with other stuff, and I just never even turned it on. Christian kept me updated. Yeah, but <laughs> this is pretty fun. I didn't watch any of it. I enjoyed so. watching it. Yeah. So that got us on the Did topic you see of the little sports. bridges and the little oh yeah trees. Yep. <laughs> all the stuff that we <laughs> that we talked about last week. Like, uh, it was on me, the brain. Me and Ryan went and golfed on Monday, mm-hmm. and I was telling him like one of the things I was paying attention to while while we were watching it was how many bird uh, chirps I could hear, and thinking to myself, those are all it's fake. all fake. Those it's are all fake. fake. <laughs> yeah. So wow. <laughs> but it's based on a real bird story. Yes. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, that, that. Loosely yeah. based. Loosely. <laughs> it's all inspired by bird yeah. events. It's all sound design done in the sound studio, but it sounds pretty real. <laughs> you sure it's not that guy from TikTok that's just holding the microphone the whole time and making bird noises? It might be, probably. <laughs> Have you seen this guy? Yeah, I've seen him. He's impressive. Somebody said to me. He's extremely impressive. Uh, but talking about the Masters last week got us on the topic of sports. And so Christian has put together a sports traditions and history quiz trivia game. Some of something like that. I have, I am tonight's host. And, uh, last week, since we created the new tradition of, uh, getting a new green piece of clothing, every time you win the masters, (laughs) we're still waiting to hear back from them on that idea. But oh oh I forgot they eventually look like a leprechaun. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and the caddies now wear a green bodysuit that we can oh, the green chroma man. key them out. Yeah. 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 <laughs> okay. It got me thinking. <laughs> what other sports traditions and superstitions really mm. are out there? And I found some interesting ones. And tonight we will dive into those and see if you guys Truly know your sports history. So we have several athletes at the table. Could you tell your sport and talk a little bit about pregame superstition, if you had one, in-game superstition, or what you saw with teammates? 
Okay. Uh, I guess I can start. Lead uh, off. I played soccer growing up. I also played football in college and high school. Um, I now play disc golf. And uh, apparently my pre-ground superstition now is for Christian to send me some random meme on Twitter. <laughs> uh, and that makes you play better. Mm. But yeah, I mean, I don't know that I had any like crazy superstitions. Uh, I mean, pl- playing soccer, we eventually got to Classic League in Dallas and we would literally drive up there and a lot of times we would step out of the car and play and most of the time that was when we played the best somehow is when we just didn't warm up for more than like five minutes. Um, and then football-wise, uh, I mean, I, get, I was a kicker, so there's only so many things. I didn't really have any like crazy superstitions or anything necessarily. Um, yeah, like I kicked too, but I don't really remember ever. Yeah, I mean, I don't remember. Anything. I don't remember really ever having any kind of crazy superstitions. Um, it was nice having a consistent holder my senior year because my junior year I had four different ones, and I never knew which one was going to hold for me at any given point. So uh, I was one of them. Oh, that's too many. <laughs> no, 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 no. That was in that was in high school. I'm talking about junior year of college. Oh, I had four holders. I thought you were no. Just my shade just my, my way. junior year of college. I had four different guys <laughs> hold the ball for me. I think it might have been five. It was ridiculous. There were like literally times where I would like before the game, I would have like three guys that I warmed up with because we didn't know who was holding the ball, depending on whatever the coach called. Um, But I mean, I didn't have any crazy superstitions. I mean, we just went out and got warmed up. I mean, I always, especially kicking wise, I always like to, you know, go out, test the win, get some kicks in and stuff pregame, but nothing like I had to wear the same colored socks or different colored socks or I had to wear my socks on the opposite side of the opposite feet. Cause you know, they're labeled left and right now on all the athletic yep. socks. So nothing crazy like that. So I played baseball and football and like I was saying football, I don't really remember ever having anything too much to, to think of, but baseball is like the sport all about superstition. I feel mm-hmm. like there's a lot of superstition in baseball. Yeah, don't walk under the ladder that's next to the dugout. You know. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the one that I can think of, like um, there's a lot that a lot of baseball players do. Like don't step on the the foul line or um, never, never talk about a no hitter whenever somebody's throwing a no hitter, things like that. Um, but the one that I can think of that was definitely unique to my teams and, you know, the teams that my dad coached is he had a thing called Chocolate Thunder. And basically what we would oh, do... Please tell me it's not diarrhea. Uh, <laughs> telling the world about Coach Eccles' secrets. Yeah, well, he's retired now, so it's okay. <laughs> but, you can't get fired anymore. <laughs> but what we would do is we'd get one of those giant Hershey bars, the one that's like one yeah. square foot, basically. Like the, car- the cartoonish <laughs> yeah. one, basically. Yeah. We would tape it on the wall of the dugout. And then in order for us to get hot with our bats, we would rub the barrel of our bat on this chocolate bar. Still in the wrap- still in the wrapper. So we weren't actually getting chocolate on it. But that was our way of getting our bats warm for you the game. what? Yeah. <laughs> well, was there a, a backstory behind that that you know of? So it all started under my dad. And I think he was coaching at Amarillo at the time, Amarillo High School. And he his team was in a slump. 
And every before every game, my dad would always have a Hershey bar with him just to eat. But my dad came up with this brilliant idea to tape it up on the wall and somehow, you know, go ahead and right. rub, rub just, the bat on this uh, chocolate bar and maybe it would give the guys some confidence or It'll make you feel alive. Of- It'll make you fall in love. That's what he was. He, he just picked a random but, thing and it became so a, but not only did it become a thing, like it, it worked for that game. Yeah. Like they, their bats went off like the whole no, entire It was just game. like a one game thing. Well, or- it started out as a one game thing, but then once they, right, it wouldn't be a superstition they, if it didn't keep working. They kept on doing it because yeah, it worked that, that one game. And so my dad just kept that thing going throughout his entire career. And that's awesome. It was definitely unique. Yeah. Definitely a superstition, no but I don't think there's anybody else out there that has done that unless it's come from my dad. <laughs> that's pretty cool. I am superstitious when we go play golf or disc golf or something. I, I hate having stuff in my pockets. Yeah. And I also like to have, like, if I have a mini in disc golf, it goes in my left pocket. If I have a, like, divot tool or a pitch mark tool with, like, a ball marker on it or anything, uh, those go in left side. And then, like, I'll have some tees and stuff in the right side. And that's yeah. where I put my ball after I right. get out of the hole. But that so way see, I that's, just that's like superstition, Ed, because I would be like that too, because it's yeah. like you it's want to like you want to feel the same way yeah. when you throw and some yeah. other thing touching you or sitting uh, wrong. Yeah, I almost feel like a lot of times deep mine in your brain like, will mine is just like weight distribution, like yeah, just yeah. little bitty mm-hmm. things here and there. And yeah. it's super weird because it really doesn't make any difference whatsoever. Yeah. But right. just it like doesn't, a but it does. That's like because it's your brain, yeah. That could, that knows. Yeah, like I'm the same way though. Golfing, uh, I always have to have my ball marker clipped onto my pocket, hanging on the outside, but still clipped onto my pocket. And then in my left pocket, I always have to have one extra golf ball, not the one that I'm playing, just an extra one in my pocket, just to have it. There. See, I hate having an extra one in my pocket. Like most people carry an extra ball that way they can just like toss one down and hit another shot. Yeah, and I'm just I hate doing that. I hate it. <laughs> All right. So my, um, oh, I thought everybody was going to laugh. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't necessarily have to be sport related. No, I, know. I, I come up. Yeah. Sporty. I'm not uh, very, uh, my problem is I'm not very coordinated and I have very bad dev perception. That's my, uh, Achilles. Heel I think that's your not reason athletic, for why basically. you run. Yes. Yeah. Because it's something you, you can, can do and that. not, you know, whatever. Yeah. You have to, it's a continuous process. You don't really have to see how f- something is flying towards you. You never know. But, uh, well, no, you never know. Things stray uh, birds or something <laughs> that just comes swooping Does down. Does anyone else ever do that thing where, like, you think you see something in the corner of your eye and you go, while you're there's running? nothing there? No, just in general. No, just in general? Uh, eh, not really. That didn't happen to me a lot, but it happens to me sometimes. We're like, I will like imagine or like see like a bug or something, uh-huh. but it in your your brain is like oh perceive threat and you're like yeah there's nothing here I'm in the middle of okay my only thing I can think of is when we were um we would do like the FFA contest thing and so we did that for like every year for four years doing different things and we'd always go to like the same place mm-hmm. so some of that stuff kind of happened where it'd be like oh like when we go we have to like we have to eat Chick Fil A. And man, we, ours we must have, have been Golden Corral or something because <laughs> we ate there before every away game. Yeah, 
or it's like uh, one of the things we started seeing was like if we get there like too early and like sit around, we did worse. We did better if we got there like not late, but like almost rushing mm-hmm. to where you're like, oh, we're here, and and now we go. If you sat around, it seemed like you thought too much and you did worse. So that was yeah. that was definitely one where it's like we have to arrive like just a little bit rushing and late to do I good. I didn't even think about like eating at the same place because like <laughs> I remember doing that before baseball games all the time, like going to the same place. Like me, Garrett Bonner, Ezekiel Edwards, and Dylan Rodriguez, we would always eat at Adolfo's. <laughs> before our baseball games That's because so it was cheap oh man and we could eat and as much as we dude want on the side it looks cheap, funny but that is the grossest <laughs> freaking food we were in high school so oh my god they Maybe put not like the- hot sauce on their pizza man <laughs> there's no way that that's actual pizza it's well, a dolphin's man. pizza yeah and they have little <laughs> games that was back when Adolfo's was big like Adolfo's was the, huge. People <laughs> would have their birthday parties up in there. Yeah, I don't understand why. We used to get it. It was back the, back in the day when it first opened. It was it was good. It was never good. Um, people used to go and get it and bring it to youth group, and I always was like, oh, I'm gonna eat like a piece because this is the grossest pizza I've ever had. It literally had like hot sauce. This podcast not, episode sponsored by Adolfo's no, Pizza. Thank not, you so much. It's <laughs> not sponsored by Adolfo's Pizza. Uh, so I want you to talk about your traditions first, and then we have a story to tell before you get into the trivia stuff. Okay. And you know what it's about. It's from Sunday. Oh. Mm. Mm. <laughs> yep. Uh, my tr- my uh, superstition. So I think I did adopt superstition in sports from a very early age. And I think part of it was that I grew up in baseball and I think baseball has a special place and it's connected to superstition, not only because it's this longstanding sport and was in pop culture at a time where like spirituality came about in the U S so that's curses and everything are attached to baseball, but not only that baseball has like 35 to 40%, um, like Dominican and Cuban, um, influence in the the MLB now and a lot of the people going to play professional baseball bring their own cultural you know spiritualism all their beliefs so baseball has this unique you know condition where it makes it a breeding ground for these types of superstitions and I loved it as a kid you know I always thought about putting my socks on and shoes on in a specific order every single game I had to wear my socks a certain way every single game um, even you don't think about it, but you know, like routines that can easily develop into superstition, you know, you know, batting stances, whatever the heck it is. Sometimes you go up and try something funny, it works. And then <laughs> you have that for the rest of your career. Um, a couple of mine, one, probably the biggest superstition that I always had playing sports was that. Um, I always had to have equal weight on my wrists. I couldn't have uh, bare wrists. I always had to have some sort of wristband and they had to be some sort of weight to it and I had to have equal weight on both sides. Otherwise, the balance felt completely off. Um, like playing what? Tennis? or Tennis, baseball, even soccer, whatever it was. I needed something on my arms so my 
hands could feel weighted. If not, it's it, like they're it flying all over the place. Yeah. <laughs> I, I don't know what to do with my hands. It's like yeah, I'm yeah. trying to play His on hands the moon. Went, your hands literally went like this. They just hovered up in front of your face. Yeah. <laughs> Um, they just slowly were like spring loaded and just came up to your head. <laughs> That's probably the main one. I did have uh, a few others. I don't know if they were superstitions or just routines. Like instead of just opening a can of tennis balls, <laughs> we always threw them way up in the air and let it bust open. Like a can of biscuits? And then that a busted can of biscuits. Like a busted can of biscuits. That gave you a little bit of luck. Um, and then sometimes I would write uh, various things on my knuckles. That was a big superstition. Um, you don't have any tats or anything on them? No. No. I think I remembered that. It was writing stuff on Sharpie. Your- like sometimes I would write... Um, Trying to think of something in particular. I know I Don't did suck a few times. That was basically it. Yeah, you got eight spaces. Yeah. That's, you know. Don't yeah. suck. Must kill. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You could use the love thumb too and, hate. and go trash love panda. And hate. Just, yeah. It just, it just had one love on my knuckles. Um. <laughs> Sponsored by Canes. <laughs> <laughs> one love. <laughs> oh yeah, what, no, wasn't that what movie we were watching where they kept saying one love? Lego movie. Two. Oh, Lego movie too. Yeah, one love. One love. <laughs> but uh, I completely get the weight thing. I get the routine. I don't get the chocolate thunder. <laughs> <laughs> I understand that. So sometimes stuff funny. is so stupid. <laughs> no, I mean that's that's why it's it like caught it on. To, I think yeah. it's because it was so stupid. But it's so funny, stupid, yeah. but mentally it just takes your mind off of the pressure. Okay, I have a question though. Did y'all get a new candy bar every game? I think like we did one, because or? my dad would eat the one after each game. <laughs> um, wait, 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 but it would, it would be thing? melted. It would be melted. It depended. Well, like, depended, especially in West Texas, you like those early games. Thing? I feel like it'd be per- like liquefied yep. by the end of the game. Oh my god! Yeah, especially those with everybody poking huge. it. Yeah. I've got another one. Oh my god! <laughs> he doesn't do, do that diabetes or something. <laughs> Holy crap! Every time I played in Tyler, I would eat Sam's pizza for lunch, and it gave me superhuman strength. <laughs> I think I've heard you say this yeah. before. Something about like I've that's told it the before. whole Sam's like, pizza. There's thing no logic that, that pizza would him, give you like it would like yeah. by all known biological processes, Where, pizza should not give you energy. Eli? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, he was talking about how but he it played does. doubles with Eli, and they went and got Sam's pizza or got it brought to them, and they played like the <laughs> best <laughs> tennis they ever played. That's great. Something about Sam's pizza, you know, Just weird stuff like that. It's it's pretty funny how it sticks. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, are we ready for this so, trivia? Anyway, this weekend, oh, yeah. Christian and I went to, on Sunday, we went to Dallas. We went to McKinney, yes. more specifically, to play uh, disc golf with my friend Blake. And we played two courses, and we started at Alex Clark Memorial, which is the, like the number two course in the country based on number of people that have played rounds there by U-Disc. So, very popular course, right? Wasn't super busy that day. There were people out there playing. Wasn't super busy. But we had to wait for a minute to tee off. So then we tee off. We go two off the top like we normally do. Throw two shots. I uh, 
absolutely park the first one like four feet from the basket. Definitely should not have thrown a second shot. I did hit a tree, went in the creek. So you can probably see where this is going. So Blake has this retriever. I throw the retriever out, pull it back up. It didn't turn sideways to get to the disc. So I throw it back out there. I get the disc in, I'm pulling it up and it gets stuck on this root. And it's pretty steep down to the water. So I'm like, okay, Blake, hold this. And I'm going to try to like hold on to a root or something right here and get this. So I get down, I'm like holding on and I take a step and I immediately just slip. And I, I'm like, before I even start this, I'm like, okay, there is a very good chance that I fall in the water here. And I slip, fall in. Christian said it looked like I was in slow motion the whole time. And keep in mind, this is, we're playing two rounds that day. This is the first hole after the first throw of the first <laughs> round. And I fell. Christian, you know what it looked like better than I did because I experienced it. And I, it happened so quickly that the next thing I knew I was in the water just completely submerged. Probably what it looked like slow motion because you probably like, it was one of those things on the way down where you're like, I'm falling right What now, do I do? But I can't do anything. <laughs> it literally, like, I remember my foot slipping and then I was landing on my back in the water. And you know those scenes that they show where someone falls in the water and they have it from like underneath them and they're slowly like <laughs> yeah. sinking? That's exactly what it felt like. Like slow motion, like I am sinking. Gasby and I'm in like, the pool. Oh crap. I am soaking wet. I felt my like I felt the water come around my head and my hat. It was it was awesome. It felt really cool. It was super cold water that day. But and it's only like what, like was it clean? Two and a half, three foot deep? Yeah. Okay, kid. Yeah, it's it was fine. It was nice water. It's just cold first hole of the day. Oh my god. Still Christian said that he tried not to laugh. Oh, I, would have I just want to know, like, <laughs> what was your from, perspective? What was your perspective on this? My perspective was from above. Yeah, and <laughs> <laughs> Braxton just looked at him like, "Are you serious?" Um. <laughs> and it's probably like what a 10, 15 foot drop down to the bottom. Yeah, he didn't fall that far. But no, but he fell five. Feet, I fell maybe. five or six feet. Yeah. Um, <laughs> after I slid like five or six yeah, feet. Yeah, he was just there. He slid and he landed back first. And my first thought was, I should be recording this right now. It was, Why don't I have my phone out? Yeah, Man, it would have been great. I know that water felt good. <laughs> yeah, was it hot? It was, yeah. Okay. yeah. And it did feel really so that, good. That, yeah, made it, it, was, that it made it a little bit better. But then I was wet the rest <laughs> of the round too. Yeah. And then they kept throwing discs in that same creek. And so Ryan was like the test dummy that they kept sending out in the creek because he was already wet. <laughs> Are you serious? <laughs> yeah. Did you volunteer? Well, I mean, or so it's kind of both. We threw uh, that was hole one, and then the next hole, hole six, kind of goes straight and goes to the right. Creek is along the entire hole, and Blake threw two in the water, and one was like all the way across. And he'd like gotten down to get one of them, and I was like, I'm already wet. Let me just walk across there and grab it and we'll be done with it. Don't have to spend 10 minutes here trying to get this thing out. So this is easier. Yeah. All I have but, to say is, Christian, yeah. please tell me you looked down at him and said, Ryan in the water. <laughs> Ryan in the water. <laughs> I did not think of it, but I should have. You should have. Instead of a goat in the oh, water. Man. There's a... So, yeah. So that's... Oh, it was man. pretty great. Yeah. I have a, a similar story, and it does have to do with disc golf. While I was at UT Tyler, um, 
I had a very large gap between my morning classes and a class I had to take in the evening, but I didn't want to drive back home because yeah, there's no point. You know, by the yeah. time I got, just time adds got wasted here, you time. turn around yeah. and go back. Yeah. So I needed a way to fill my time during those I remember those this things. story. And um, so I decided to get an inflatable kayak from Academy. It's only like a hundred <laughs> bucks. And I was like, you know what? If it works, great. I'll have some fun. But the main reason why I wanted it to be inflatable is because it was easier to store in my in my car. Um, but anyways, so I got this kayak and soon enough, I had a group of friends that also wanted to go out on this kayak with me. Okay, not Maybe not at the same time, but just take turns. And one of my really good friends at the time, his name's Chris, um, he was one of the guys that wanted to ride this kayak. And I let him do it. And he goes off and kind of turns around this corner at the lake there at UT Tyler and kind of goes out of sight. And I wasn't even thinking about it, you know, just what he was doing. I just assumed he was going around the corner and would be back very soon. Well, it turns out I'm looking in the direction that he is. Still, he's out of sight, but I see him walking over the hill, carrying the kayak over his shoulder, and he is soaking wet. So he must have fallen in. And whenever he gets back, I'm like, what did you do? Did you fall in? He's like, yeah, I fell in. There's these guys that were playing disc golf right next to me, and they threw a disc in the water. And <laughs> whenever he uh, tried to go and help him get that disc out of the water, he reached out, but the disc was a lot deeper than he thought it was, and he fell he in. Kept going. <laughs> so, oh, it's just one of those funny <laughs> stories I always have to bring up whenever yeah. I talk. Well, to Well, the funny part too is that it's like he went around where you can see him, and then he comes walking. back. He comes walking back. Yeah. So not- I picture you like glanced up and like, oh, there he is, and you're like, wait. Yeah, that's, that's, exa- that's exactly how it was. I was like, why is he walking <laughs> with the kayak? Why is yeah. he still rowing back? Well, yeah, but that's yeah. funny. <laughs> but yeah, I just, I fell in. I looked up and Christian Blake were like, oh my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> that just happened. Yeah. And then I walked down the creek and found another one that there someone had thrown in. So I think we ended up like plus four discs that day or something. There's a bunch. Nice. Yeah. All right. Are we ready for this game? Now that we're like half an hour into the podcast. <laughs> I'm ready. Okay. All right. Here are the rules. <laughs> that was such a long. <sighs> there are 10 questions. Okay. All of these have to do with weird or just interesting sports tradition, superstition, whatever it may be. And I've got a bonus one at the end to see just how much you guys know about sports. So here we are, starting um, with question one. Is this multiple choice or just... Yeah, you didn't say the rules. How do we answer? How do we... <laughs> the first 10 are multiple choice. Okay. okay. So we each say an answer and then you reveal. Yes. Okay. Yep. And we will see who knows the most about sports. Who is the true sports champion at this table? You guys better watch out. Question one. In 2009, MMA fighter Lyoto Makita revealed his pre-fight secret to be consuming which of these liquids? 
A, cherry vanilla Dr. Pepper. <laughs> B, liquid whale fat. C, cooking grease. Or D, his own urine. I knew that was going to be an answer. I knew that was going to be an answer. Obviously, I have no idea. <laughs> I don't. Which of these He's, did he drink before fights? What did you, what did you say? Liquid was? whale fat. I was thinking that too, but now I'm thinking, I want to say cooking grease. Mm-hmm. I want to say cooking grease. What, what was A and D? A was cherry vanilla, Dr. Cherry Pepper. Vanilla, Dr. Pepper. And his D, own D urine. His own you know what? Urine. I'm just going to go with urine. <laughs> Why not? Well, Brett, you are a genius because it yes. was his own urine. Oh my god! This guy would drink his own urine before what fights. What the frick is wrong with people? <laughs> Using the uh, Bear Grylls tactic. Cool. And we forgot to put this in, so... <clears throat> yeah. We, we, okay, that's what I was trying to find earlier. Yeah, that was that's for the last question. What is that marked as? Millie. Question two. <laughs> Brett will love this one. Let's go to the MLB. Mm. <clears throat> Question two, former Mets outfielder Moisia Lou once revealed that he hardened his hands before games by soaking them in what? Lizard urine. A, vegetable oil. B, pine tar. C, a diluted concrete mixture. Or D, his own urine. <laughs> okay, now I'm conflicted because you want to go with the previous... But, but how would that harden your hands? Y'all go first because I know it. Uh, oh, okay. What was the second one? Pine tar. Very commonly used in baseball. Yes. I think it's the cement mixture. Mm, that one makes the most sense. Literally making you answer. <laughs> That's what I was Just originally like thinking. Puts it in, comes up with but a I break of concrete on his own urine at this point. Okay. It can't be twice in a row. Don't you say would, that. You, you made would the thing. be the person to put it twice in a row, though. <laughs> All right. I have uh, nothing to what, lose. What do you say? Is there a prize for winning this? Um, yeah, you get to, you have to drink your own urine. Yeah. No. <laughs> no, you don't have to. That's a punishment. You don't have to. You get to win the title of sports champion. Do we get like a trophy or no? A you just get you get to introduce right. you get to introduce yourself as the sports champion in the beginning of episodes. Okay, you, well, you get a green pair. We'll of see pants. if that actually happens. I guess green pair of pants. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> uh, I'm gonna go with his own urine, concrete. I have nothing to lose. What do you say, Brad? Give us the answer. It's his own urine. Yep, <sighs> I hate this. Back to back urine. Please, okay. Please tell me every question and answer is about pee. <laughs> no. Uh, imagine, imagine if every, like, we got to question nine and we're like, oh my God, he how said, is this happening? It can't be back to back. And I said, you would be the one to put it back to back, though. Question three. Question number three. English football manager Barry Fry once believed that a gypsy curse was placed on his team, Birmingham City. He is famously said to have lifted said curse by releasing which of these in all four corners of Birmingham City Stadium? A. Ferrets B. Pigeons C. Black Cats or D. His own urine 
<laughs> release his own urine. <laughs> he goes in four corners. He goes and pees in all no, the I'm corners. I'm going ferrets. Mm-hmm. I say Ferret, pigeons. Ferrets, pigeons, and black cats. Ferrets, pigeons, black cats, his own urine. Pigeons. It is his own urine. <laughs> I hope it is. <laughs> release. I'm going to say pigeons also. And you said pigeons? Well, the answer is his own urine. He peed in all four corners of the pitch to release this curse. No. Are you serious? No. No, that is something real that happened. Again? A professional manager peed in four corners of the stadium. I mean, I feel like that's something he would do anyway, just statistically over time, (laughs) if no one was there, but... (laughs) <laughs> See now, now Christian's going to be playing mind games with us because urine is going to be one okay, of the answers the for problem. every single here's one. Here's the problem with this: this is no longer the sports traditions and history trivia game. This it's is weird the, urine. This is the urine trivia game. <laughs> Not all of it, but most of it. Yeah, his own feces. <laughs> He I don't know why a, I said that. He took a dump in all four corners. All right. Yeah. Boxing <laughs> So uh, Started each match by... <laughs> they lifted the curse by grossing out the other team. <laughs> he pooped in all four corners. I did throw that out there. <laughs> to trip you up on some future questions. Okay. I couldn't let it be too easy. <clears throat> Question four. Former Argentinian goalkeeper Sergio Goicochea was known for being excellent at stopping penalty kicks. What is not known, however, is his lucky superstition he believed was key to preventing goals. He peed on his gloves. <laughs> no, it's not. <laughs> <on the basis. laughs> Which of these the did ball his... cannot penetrate the urine shield of glass. <laughs> Which of these did his pre-penalty kick superstition involve? His own urine? You just add that one in there. Singing Argentinian lullabies before the kicker's run-up. Wearing his gloves backward and on the wrong hands. Or pulling out strands of hair and placing it on the penalty spot. I say hair. Yeah. Hair. I I like that. That one's so weird that it has to... I think it's wearing his gloves backwards. Well... I'm still messing you with you because it was his own urine. He would pee himself before every penalty kick. <laughs> you what? <laughs> no, it's so true. Okay, you you almost had me. You had me. Um, what is it? It's his own urine. He would pee himself before every penalty kick, and he was a professional Argentinian goalkeeper. All right, I'm done. I'm. You're leave. playing mind game. Is this real? Yep. I don't like these mind games. Back to baseball. This is no longer fun. I'm, I'm, I'm having a crisis now. Which of these is not considered a curse placed on the Chicago Cubs? You don't need to Cubs? finish reading his own urine. That's all I'm going with the rest nope. of the time. The curse of the billy goat. Wait, what? Oh, so it's about billy goat urine. Nope. Which of these is not considered a curse placed on the Chicago Cubs? The curse of the billy goat? The curse of the black cat? The curse of Steve Bartman? Or all of these are considered curses placed on the Chicago Cubs. It's always all the above. Urine. I know it. So, <laughs> I'll I'll it's go last again. Did you read all of them again? 
The Curse of the Billy Goat, The Curse of the Black Cat, and The Curse of Steve Bartman. (laughs) (laughs) That was funny. I feel like it's all of the above, but I'm going to go Steve Bartman. It's all of the above. It is all of the above. (laughs) Here are the stories. This game's stupid. (laughs) So The Curse of the Billy Goat stems from 1945, where a man was kicked out of Wrigley Field because people were complaining about the smell of his goat. And therefore, he got pissed at the Cubs and placed a curse on them. So there's where the urine comes in. Wait, but the, uh, he was pissed. Why did a man have a goat <laughs> at a baseball game? It was the 40s, man. It was in the 40s. <laughs> yeah, I guess. That makes sense. <sighs> the Curse of the Black Cat uh, was in 1969. There was a black cat that ran out onto the field. Um, in front of the dugout, the Cubs would later lose the game and the division. That is considered the curse of the black cat. And the curse of Steve Bartman was <laughs> in 2003, game six of the NLCS, where the Cubs were ahead. Um, there was a foul ball and there was fan interference. Bartman was blamed for preventing the Cubs player oh, from catching the ball. And, and you know what's funny? The guy who missed the catch, Moises Alou. The guy who peed on his hands. What? Oh, no wow. joke. It, I'm dead serious. Wow. It was Moises Alou. He was on the Cubs at that time. Again, it all comes back around. <laughs> it's a big circle. <laughs> so they might have touched hands at some point. Oh, yes. Jeez. I feel sorry for that guy. <laughs> all right. Here's a really interesting one. How much urine did they... <laughs> no. Well... In doing my research, I came across a website where half of them involved urine. Mm-hmm. So, so how naturally, much, how yeah. much urine does it take to run a drug test? <laughs> <laughs> Don't know. Probably a lot. Due to racing lore, which of these would a NASCAR driver never have in his car while racing? Peanuts, pistachios, pineapples, or empty bottles? Due to racing lore, which I of think these it's peanuts. would a NASCAR driver never want in his car? I'm going to say empty bottles. Temptation to pee. Those empty bottles. See, I thought empty bottles made too much sense, so that's why I didn't pick it. I think you have to have them, so you can go pee. Well, I thought they had a funnel. <laughs> a funnel? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they have like a little thing. I mean, none of these questions are about urine anymore. I just threw those in Mm. and front loaded it Mm. to really make a question if I was throwing stuff in. The bottle thing, I think, would come from NASCAR being originating from, you know, people who sit with their cars as moonshiners. So the empty bottles would make sense, but I for some reason felt like it was peanuts. I don't know why. Is that your final answer? Yeah. Pistachios. Well, the correct answer is peanuts. Dating back to the 1930s, peanuts were said to always be found in the wreckage of serious wrecks at that time. This is why peanuts are rarely ever sold at any racing event, much less found in a race car driver's car. Sucks for peanuts. Here's a good one. You know, uh, isn't it Kyle Busch? He he drives like the peanut M&M's car. Oh my (laughs) God. Yep. That's like walking the line. Yeah. Racing the line. You just blew my mind with that. 
Because it's like how, oh, yeah. I got to do something. I'm he's way like, behind. He's like, guys, I got to switch to pretzel. I'm telling you, I can't do it with peanut anymore. <laughs> the reason I'm not winning is because it's a peanut m and M car. I don't like the yellow guy. <laughs> I like the blue guy. <laughs> can't drive the peanut m and M car. They do exist. The you peanut m and M car. The Santa m and M the peanut in my M car killed my grandpappy. <laughs> <laughs> Claude, is that you? <laughs> I got a comment the other day on our Instagram that uh, bring back Clyde was. Uh, <laughs> oh, was yeah. yeah. Oh, my God. Free Clyde. Yeah. <laughs> Number seven. Tennis legend Serena Williams is known for using the exact same blank throughout an entire tennis tournament through multiple days of play. She considers it lucky to remain consistent. What does she use the exact same blank of throughout an entire tournament? Tennis racket, socks, skirt, or hairstyle? Hairstyle. Socks. I mean, I thought they would all use the same racket. That that seems... Too obvious, though. I thought that, too. But it may be true. I don't know. Uh, you know what? I'm going to go with racket. The correct answer is socks. She routinely oh, switches out rackets. Did any of us hear that? I did. Oh, you did? Nice okay. and got it. Nice. Number eight, the famous That's tradition. That's freaking disgusting. Because you know how long that the games last? Like, a match lasts yeah. like three or four hours at least. Sometimes longer. Yeah. Now, I will state that this... The website did not clarify if they were washed. Yeah, they may clean them, but they it has to be the same between, pair. It has to be the same pair. The famous tradition of the NCAA basketball champion cutting down the nets began with Coach Everett Case of NC State in which year? 1995, 1982, 1960, or 1947? Roswell. 47. Always 1947 because of Roswell. I'm going to go with 82. That's what I was going to go with. Go with it. I, I, think the real answer, I think the real answer is 1960, but I have to go with 1947. Oh! After, after World Brax. War II, they did not have enough medal to make the trophies for the NCAA basketball championship. Therefore, this coach wanted his players to have a souvenir and he cut down pieces of the net. Wow. Hmm. They cut Braxton down the takes they the lead. To the aliens. That's what I just heard. I'm a good test taker. Man. Here's a good one. <laughs> I don't know I'm if you read I am. this one. Number nine. In the early 2000s, Yankee stars Jason Giambi and Johnny Damon revealed that they once took a teammate's advice and wore a blank under their uniforms, believing it would help them overcome a hitting slump. A. A pelt of a mongoose. A second cup. B. <laughs> That's so funny. <laughs> a golden dong. C. A shirt with the opposing pitcher's face on it. Or D. A pair of neon green cycling shorts. Those are all good. Can you read them again? A second cup. <laughs> just in case. That's so funny. A golden dong. A shirt with the opposing pitcher's face on it. A pair of neon green cycling shorts. 
what did they wear under their uniform in hopes of I say the shorts. The shorts. I think the shirt. See, and I'm thinking the shorts too. Um, yeah, I'll go with the shorts. Oh, wait, then I want to change my answer. Okay. I think it's the second, second cup. cup. <laughs> Double cup. You think it's a second cup? Yeah, I'm going to say second cup. I don't want to go to the right, same well, answer. Braxton gets another point. Well, it is not a second cup. The answer <laughs> is a golden thong. Oh! They wore a golden thong under the uniform, I believe, in 2002. That sounds really uncomfortable. Um, and they claim that it took their mind off of thinking too much about hitting. <laughs> yeah. Basically, they were annoyed with the wedgie and it relaxed them to some extent. Okay. Not sure, you know. That sounds like the opposite, but the okay. The scientific theory behind <laughs> that, but it, it apparently worked for them. <clears throat> Enough for them to try it and share it with teammates. <laughs> you guys, you won't believe this. <laughs> Breakthrough. Uh. Question 10. I thought that was question 10. <laughs> that was nine. Question 10. Players and staff of Brazilian football club Botafogo believe which of these actions will bring the team good luck? A. Wearing shoes on the wrong feet the morning of a match. B. Burning a pair of shoes the morning of a match. C. Switching the shoelaces to their shoes before a match. Or D, having a dog run onto the field during the match. Say burning shoes. I say dog. I'm going to go shoelaces. Why not? The correct answer is having a dog run onto the field during the match. That's what I would have guessed. Braxton, but I didn't want to be with Braxton. The true <laughs> underdog. Even though I story. probably should be because Braxton's winning. <laughs> Here's the story. And it ties it all together. Let me guess. A dog ran onto the field. And they won. Yeah. Yeah. But, oh, wait. Does it wow. evolve? Wait. He said it comes around. So I feel like I know where this is going. In the 1940s, a stray dog named Beriba walked into the field during a match. A stray dog with a name? Yep. After the fact. I'm Apparently sure he was. They, they had known who it was and. It walks onto the field. 1940s, and it walks onto the field. Players are, you know, wondering why there's a dog on the field. It urinates on the foot of a Botafogo player. They later win the game, clinching the championship, and the dog was adopted by the club's owner and turned into the mascot of the club. Oh, what a legend. Crazy. How did they get him to pee on command? I think that was... Because wouldn't he have to pee on the shoe every game? Um, I don't think they forced him from there on. I think it was just luck enough that the dog ran onto the field. Right. They but held I him down like, before the game and made him pee on that same guy's foot. I th- yeah. That's like, that you wouldn't surprise me if they tried that. Now, mark your territory, boy. And uh, <laughs> here's the, uh, the bonus question. Did you get that one right? right. Uh, yes. You, yes. You Braxton's at five. Yeah. Brett's at three. And I'm not announcing my score. Okay. <laughs> Here's the bonus question. I will say this is worth three points. I still can't win. Ooh. Okay. Ooh. No, that's good. That's good. So <laughs> I still can't win. <laughs> no question choices this time. So just can you make it worth four points an, so I can at least tie okay, okay. if Braxton gets it wrong? This winner is, this take is all. short answer. Yeah. Winner take all with this. Which was these 
uh, first sport ever played in North America. Not first organized sport. Which was the first sport documented to have ever been played in North America? Canoeing. Oh, I know this one. I know this one. It's the freaking Road to El Dorado oh, no. ball game that the Maya played. The Armadillo game. <laughs> Wasn't it? Didn't they use they, that they as use the ball a, on well, accident? On accident, yes. But in real life, yeah. the Maya used, had these ball courts that look like the ones in Road to El Dorado where they flung it around and it had to go through the little hoop. I'm still just going to say That's can, what it is. canoe racing. I don't know. I'll let you stay in. I will say it does involve urine. Um, <laughs> no, it, it does involve some sort of ball. Okay. Oh, but okay. it did evolve into a legitimate sport today. Okay. So then maybe I'm, maybe my guess isn't right. Yeah. Mm, but that, no, I'm going to keep it what it is. I'm just saying that. I, I like your answer. Tell me a modern sport equivalent basketball. Right. Uh, it's, it was a mix of soccer and basketball. Bowling. Mm. Ooh. That's a good one. That is a good one. There's okay. going to be some Let variation me. of bowling that was played. I'm keeping my answer just because I like it. Soccer. Tennis. Kickball. Badminton. Volleyball. Yeah, I'm going to go with volleyball. Why not? Dancing. Are you waiting for the right answer or are you just waiting? No, I was waiting for you guys to flesh out. Okay. And make sure you have your modern sport. Are you ready for the answer? Yeah. Strong man. The correct answer, which basically ball sport was first played in North America. In the 1600, French trappers first watched a game played by modern-day Canadian tribes. Is it hockey? No, it's not hockey. Um, This was soon taught to French immigrants in Canada, and the sport took off in early North America. It would be well over a century until the first organized sport came to the continent, which was cricket in the 1700s. However, this originated 100 years prior and was being played, adopted from the local tribes. And it was played where a ball was thrown around and caught by nets attached to sticks. This would soon turn La- into modern La-Cross. day lacrosse. Lacrosse. Oh. And it's French because. Mm. Oh. Mm. Dang it. Yep. I think the Mayans win though. They were really the first one. But there was no modern <clears throat> equivalent. So what I heard is. Uh, there was no bowling. modern equivalent. <laughs> 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 That's pretty cool. That's cool. And that was the uh, weirdest um, and most interesting sports stories I could find. Yep. That was good. I didn't enjoy that. (laughs) The first half. (laughs) I loved it. It's literally just urine. (laughs) Christian urine trouble. Well, I will say that about half of that website was indeed urine. It really... Pissed off, Ryan. Better to be pissed off than <laughs> pissed on. <laughs> Whether gloves or hands or feet or uh, <laughs> many different things. <laughs> Whatever turns you on, man. <laughs> Do we have a clip yet where he talks about the 
cow patty. No. <laughs> That's funnier than the thing itself. As you say, do we have a clip yet where we talk about the? Have it on here. Oh, we don't have to. I'll say it right now. I just stepped in a cow pie. Forget about it. Forget about it. I'm on the way. I'm on the big blue hinges. Mama's canoli is here. Don't call again. We have to watch Master that movie sometime. Yeah, right now. Recommendations of movies. I should have put Master that on, the, on my list. No, Dang I God. would. I, I can't put that on someone's list of like best movies to watch. Like it's not that. It's good, but it's not that. Where is this? Your list See, is good. It made I think again where it's like we need to watch Terminator, dude. I put, we need to watch Terminator. I put my list, and then I had to go in and find a GIF from every single one. <laughs> So, so all the replies to my my own comment are just gifs. Yeah. I've <laughs> you got anything else for us? No, I'm just reading the story of uh, Jambi and the Gold Dawn. <laughs> you want to read it? Sure. <laughs> uh, when former New York Yankees first baseman Jason Giambi broke out of a particularly gruesome hitting slump in 2008, he revealed the secret to his success was lingerie. Ooh, the panty raid. <laughs> he also revealed that he had done it plenty of times before. His teammates were so impressed by his recent hitting that they decided to try it for themselves. It is unknown if it was the same gold dong that was shared or if they purchased their own. Um, oh my God. Why would you even ask that question? Please, God, let them purchase their own. <laughs> That's so good. Um, Johnny Damon, teammate that tried it, rationalized it by saying that he believed the mechanics of the thong stopped the hitter from focusing too much on their hands. And it's left at that. All right. We can imagine. Wow. Sounds good. The Bandy Raid. Did you say they took that episode off of uh, Paramount Plus? I saw a meme about that. Yeah. <laughs> like, I can't remember what the meme was exactly saying but I just remember it said something like children nowadays will never know about yeah. the panty raid <laughs> <laughs> yeah something yeah. like that goodness gracious right, well I guess that's gonna do it for us this week hope you guys enjoyed here's the outro Thank you guys for listening. We hope you enjoyed this episode. Please subscribe on Apple Podcasts. Follow us on Spotify. Leave us a review. Those are always appreciated. You can find all of our links at thequestionathand.com. We're at Question at Hand on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Join our Discord. Join the Question at Hand Running Club on Facebook. Let us know what your favorite movies are right now. I asked that question on Facebook, and it kind of went crazy. So, yeah, let us know what your favorite movies are. See you in the next one. Bye, guys. Bye.